Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's the best of the Joe Show. Running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. My man, it's Dan Day, TGIF. And with it being a Friday, that means later on I'm going to give you a replay of some Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers. Also going to get to Joe Rose's interview with my man, Michael Dieter. He used to play for the Wisconsin Badgers. I went to school there, so we have something in common. Dan, the man, Lebetard, has Breaking Bad's Dean Norris join him. And Stephen A. Smith yaks it up with some phone callers. And of course, once again, we will be running back those Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers. Getting to all that, but right now, We have to get to some headlines. The Eagles defeated Green Bay last night, 35-27. The Dolphins take on the Chargers Sunday, 1 p.m. at Hard Rock Stadium. Listen to it here on 560 The Joe. Tonight in college football, it's Penn State versus Maryland. San Jose State takes on Air Force. Cal and Arizona State do battle, while Duke will play the Canes' next opponent, Virginia Tech. ESPN has named Giannis and Kawhi the NBA's best players, while the Heat formally introduced Jimmy Butler today. They open NBA play October 23rd against Memphis. The Marlins hit three home runs in the final two innings last night to rally past the Mets 4-2. They play the Phillies tonight at 7. The Panthers lost to the Lightning last night 4-2. The preseason rematch is tomorrow in Tampa at 7. And now, let's take a step into the day spa. A hungry bear recently broke into a California winery and started feasting on grapes. Go for the wine, bro! Go for the wine! New Jersey officials continue to search for the source of a rotten fish smell in several of their cities. Maybe it's just the smell of Jersey, but who am I to judge? I'm originally from New Orleans. Ugh. Now on to weather, brought to you by Hylia Park. Tonight's forecast calls for clear skies with temperatures in the mid-80s. Visit Hylia Park Casino every Saturday and win your share of $10,000 in giveaways. Drawings all day long and it's free to enter. Visit HyliaPark.com for more details. Earlier in the day, the Joe Rose Show caught up with former Wisconsin Badger and current Miami Dolphin Michael Dieter talking selling popcorn, playing out of place. What needs more work, the run or pass protection for the team? Maybe both. Just draft Wisconsin linemen. The streak and the difference between blocking for Fitzmagic and the Rosen one. Left guard, left tackle, offensive line. Wherever you need me, coach. Utility guy on the O-line. He's going to sell popcorn if they needed that. You need me to sell some popcorn? I'll do it. Michael Dieter, how are you, man? Good. How are you? Man, we are. I eat some popcorn, too. Well, listen, it's not all bad. After that show, I still crack up. (laughs) Last time we had, John, we talked about you you and all your guys at Wisconsin attacking that – that restaurant with all those cheeseburgers and stuff. It was very impressive watching you guys eat. Hey, uh, let's get into oh, yeah. it, man. So you're sitting there. I'm up doing the game, and, and I see Jesse holding his arm, and I'm like, oh, man. I, you know, and you're already thinking all kinds of things like, oh, man, I hope it's okay. It's not tricep, bicep, any of that stuff. And then I'm yeah. going, 
who's the next guy, and here you are lining up at left tackle. Uh, were you prepared for it? You fought your ass off. What was it like? It was an experience. Could have been worse. Could have been a lot better. But like you said, I fought. I kind of just grinded through it. Um, it was kind of rough. It was, it was good enough. Yeah. Could have been, like I said, a lot worse. Well, listen, wherever you are, man, don't move too much because we don't want to lose you on your cell phone no, and Bluetooth. stuff. No, Bluetooth. It sounds like the Bluetooth Oh, it's Bluetooth? Up. Yeah. yeah, yeah right, I, we're just, good. I just turned on my truck and right. I connected right to it. <laughs> so so you're out there and you got to play. And now you know who you're going against. You watch them all week and on tape and stuff. And you know how good. So what do you think? What's the first thing you got to do? And you know you got to throw the football a lot. So so what's going through your mind? Don't get beat inside, beat, attack them. What's going through? Because things change when you go from guard um, to tackle. The first thing is just make sure I'm I'm good on assignment. Okay, that's the first thing that is going to ruin you. You just don't know what to do. It's going to look ugly. So I was just like, all right, make sure I'm good with everything assignment wise, and then it switched to like what techniques do I have to use as a tackle, and then it just kind of came down to sometimes just don't lose. My God, how much left tackle have you played? I know you played some different positions at Wisconsin. How much tackle had you played before that in your career? Um. I played I played all left tackle in uh, my junior year, 2017. Okay. So it's not like I haven't done it. Yeah, it was just uh, you, you're going through all that stuff, and, and you guys fought your ass off. By the way, the first half, I mean, you, you totally outplayed the Cowboys. It's got to be good for the confidence, right, when you're able to have some success. And I know you guys didn't get in the end zone, and you had some chances, and, and things didn't go well. Could have easily been yeah. leading in that game. That helped a mm-hmm. lot, though, for this team, and what you've been through after the first two games. Yeah, it was definitely it was encouraging to just put some drives together and, and have some confidence moving the ball and running the football. We were throwing the football. It just and then we have now we have on tape of what good football looks like for us and, and kind of what we need to do consistently if we want to win football games. But it can't it can't be two quarters. It's got to be four quarters. So it was encouraging. Yeah, but it also it has to be more consistent because we know we can do it. We just got to do it. How tough is it to, to be consistent when guys are going down or guys are moving around? And I know that you have to practice different positions. You know, during practice, you have to you have to kind of know it. Especially you, has been moving around. But how tough is it to get that consistency with that five when guys are getting injured and guys are getting hurt almost every week? It, it makes it a little tougher, but I mean, it's not an excuse. We still got to find five guys that are going to go out there and, and play good football together, and, and that's kind of the challenge. And, like you said, it's not easy, but it can't be an excuse if things don't go well. That's just our job as pro football players. That's that's the way the game goes. People are going to get hurt. It's never going to be perfect. So we got to find five guys who are going to go out there and, and battle and, and make it work. How's your confidence now you've played? Nobody's played more football through preseason the first four games than you have. How's your confidence? You've gotten a lot of experience, almost like a full season already at that left guard. Are you feeling more comfortable? Yeah, yep, definitely getting more comfortable, but... There's just a lot I can still get better with. But the comfort's there. The techniques are getting better, but there's still a lot I can get better with. I just need to just keep calming it down and getting better each day. Is it more run blocking or pass protection at this point with those big guys you got to face most of the time? I would say it's it's the pass protection. That's that's the tougher of the two just because the athleticism and the power of guys. And then, I mean, run blocking is just kind of – it's what we did at Wisconsin, so I guess that's what I have more experience doing. Right. Michael, we talk about it all the time here, how to build an offensive line in the NFL, and we joke around saying if you just draft a guy from Wisconsin every year, one guy every year, you could probably build a beefy offensive line within a couple of years. How about that strategy? <laughs> He's got a center coming uh, out. It's going to be know. a first-round pick. Know. Next to him is old buddy. It's possible, um, but there's, there's good alignment everywhere, but 
Wisconsin's always good strategy, though, right? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's a good strategy. But Wisconsin kicks right, out. Boy, it. your team right now. My gosh. I didn't realize. Yeah, they look good. Oh, look man. Good. That is, that's fun to watch. And that running back. I thought they lost oh, yeah. all their offensive linemen. I thought you were in trouble. Looks good. Nope. Nope. <laughs> Mike, what did it's I read? Reload. What did I read about a, a streak since your, I think it was a redshirt freshman year with this little starting streak? I know you're not supposed to talk about streaks and, and this and that, but you've been like kind of an Iron Man the last four or five years. That's got to be something that you look up at and, and kind of proud of, huh? Yeah, I just, cool, but I, I've just been lucky. I haven't had it. Like, knock on wood, I haven't had anything bad go wrong. And, and some weeks you got to play through some stuff, but there's nothing, there hasn't been any injury or anything that, that's really had to keep me out of stuff, so. I've just been really lucky in, in that respect, and then every week it's you know you're never going to feel great, so just got to find a way to get out there and, and play because that's why you do everything in the off season. So you can't you can't miss any any game opportunities. Was there a big change between Fitzpatrick and and what he does and the experience and Rosen being out there for the first time? Was there any big difference for you between the two? Um, no, not really. Pretty similar. I mean, just they both are. They're different in their own ways and in their personalities, but I mean, they both are, are confident. They're prepared. They they're not nervous or anything like that. I mean, especially Fitz is nervous. So I mean, he's played just too much football. So I mean, they both they both have confidence out there and, and they're fun to play with. Yeah, I was gonna say completely different personality guys, but I, I always yeah. wonder. Yeah, for sure. And then the the other thing is like. I was wondering about checkoffs and stuff like that. Was it hard to hear on the road in that big – I mean, that thing was packed with people and that indoor where that sound stays inside there. What was that like? Yeah, it was cool. It was really cool. Um, the noise is it's sometimes tough to deal with, but it's a lot more fun yeah. when it's just a wild, super loud game. It gives you a lot more juice, but it does make it tough to just kind of operate and, and hear checks sometimes. I got to go back to when it all started for you. I mean, you were kind of the backup. Uh, they let a coach go, and they bring in another coach. And when the new coach came in, they were like, hey, get Dieter back and put him in there. He's going to play now. What was that like going, hey, don't look over your shoulder. You're the left guard. Go get him and get better now. What was that like? It was cool. It was just it was just something, like you said, just have to go get better. I mean, it's not. I don't think I was better than any other guy. It's just they wanted me to get reps and just continue to get better, and that's what I try to do every day. And I mean, that's what I'm still trying to do. So ever since that moment, it was just, it wasn't, don't worry about losing the spot. It's just worry about getting better every day and we'll be where we want to be. When you're playing next to Jesse Davis, now I've known Jesse for a while now. He's a pretty quiet dude. Does he talk a little more on the field when he's next to you? Definitely. Okay. Yep. Well, he yeah. didn't say much. He's a man he's of few words. Quiet. on the, Yeah. It's just, right. just when it comes to the media, he won't say a lot. Well, we're a pain in the ass, you Which know. Is fine. Right. Yeah, 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 no doubt. No, yeah. we, we are. We are. Uh, a we pain know that, Mike. We know that, Mike. We know yeah. that. TV, radio, and the print media. Sure. Yeah, no no question. They're, uh, they're all a pain in the ass. What's it been going like these first couple of games for you after coming out of Wisconsin? Uh, just uh, it's been, it's been yeah. good. Okay. Um, obviously, like the outcomes aren't what I'm used to, and and but there's been growth each week, and I think everyone's getting better, and we're getting better together. And then even though we have some new guys coming through, and those dudes are ready to come in and work, and we'll just kind of 
get better with us. So it's been smooth. It's just it needs to keep trending up, and, and we'll get to where you want to go. So Michael, get better. it's not yeah. like that college schedule or one week you might play that like Division two school. The next week you get that Big Ten matchup. It's every week another big NFL front, front seven, San Diego. Oh, yeah. I mean, L.A., Dallas, mm-hmm. doesn't matter. And you got a couple horses this week on that defensive line. It's going to be a, a yeah. tough matchup for everybody, right? And it's weird. Like you said, it's every week. You don't, you don't get a week where you're like, all right, I think we can kind of get after these guys. It's it's there's these two guys that we need to just make sure don't ruin the game. Like we need our best technique, best effort versus these dudes, and it's every team. There's not one team that doesn't have studs. Are, are so you kind of are you thinking more guard or tackle this week, or are you just give ready, us a scoop. ready for both? Yeah. What are you thinking, my man? Right now, we got a couple I'm, days. I'm just prepping for both. I'm not sure right. what I'm going to be. That's that's more of a coach thing. Yeah. Man, you got a great – I told you all, all right. these guys are the I same. Know. They're all I the know. same makeup. Wherever you need me, I'm going to give you what I got. So that's that's where yep. you go. Michael, thank you, brother. Thank appreciate, you. appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have right. a good one. Always love hearing from the big uglies like Michael Dieter. You can hear the big pretty Joe Rose next on Sunday as he calls the Dolphins-Chargers game. Kickoffs at 1, pregame, postgame, whole game, right here on 560 The Joe. Up next, Dan Lebitar and the guys are breaking bad on the Best of the Joe Show. This is the best of the Joe Show, running back some of the best audio you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Hi, I'm Dan Day. Give me a follow on Twitter, at Dan Day Radio. Happy 71st birthday to Meatloaf! Meatloaf's music is pretty cool. It was even cooler when he made a cameo guest appearance in the movie Fight Club. His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Robert Paulson. His name is Dan Levitar, and you can hear him right here on 560 The Joe weekdays from 10 to 1. Earlier today, he and the guys caught up with Breaking Bad's Dean Norris, talking meth, beer, and movies, plus the Dolphins' stat of the day. So Breaking Bad is one of the best television shows ever. It, uh, for a lot of people like me, ended up creating a situation where we discovered binge-watching from the very beginning of the first Breaking Bad episode uh that's where i discovered binge watching i think i watched you know got caught up in like three or four crazy days where i you know smelled worse than i do on football sundays (laughs) and so our celebrity prognosticator is dean norris he is hank from breaking bad uh the breaking bad movie is something i'm excited about el camino a breaking bad movie premieres on netflix october 11th and we welcome in dean norris now uh, thank you for joining us, Dean. Have you heard a lot of stories like that from people talking about you don't understand how addicted I was to everything it is that you guys were doing? It was more addictive than the meth you were cooking. Hey, guys, how you doing? You know, uh, yeah, absolutely, man. Can't tell you how many people, like, literally grab you by the shirt and go, man, you changed my life <laughs> in terms of watching stuff. So it was uh, it was a pretty cool show. Did you want, uh, you wanted that character killed earlier? I had, it was toward the end of it, and I had another uh, uh, kind of cool job I wanted to do. And uh, I, I, I suggested that maybe if they thought they could fit that in, that, uh, you know, go ahead. <laughs> but I'm really glad that they, uh, that we, we held on to the end. So. What was the other job? Yeah, was it, what was the other job you wanted to get into that you wanted to get out of Breaking Bad a little bit? Yeah, early? I can't tell you, but they paid well. 
Okay, very good. All right. Uh, what did you guys think it was going to become when it started, Dean? You read that script, and I've read a lot of pilot scripts. I've been in a lot of pilots. We're like, this is the best thing ever. But we had a lot of concern that you know the, the, the public might not, you know. I mean, they tried to sell that show for two years. Everybody turned it down. You know what I'm saying? Everybody. We kind of felt like, wow, this is the best show ever, but no one's going to watch it. And no one did it first. And we were lucky we were on AMC. They didn't know any better. They had to keep us on. Finally, people started finding it and uh, kind of saw what we saw on the show. And we were all very pleasantly surprised that, it, uh, that uh, we got to stay on as long as we did. When did you realize from others, you thought it upon reading the script, but when did you realize, oh, wait, we've got something really sticky here? Yeah, I think it was around the third season. You know, at first people were like, what channel? What? what Where's the MC? You know, what was it? They only had one show, you know, Mad Men. Uh, and by the third season, we had started, people started coming up to us and really kind of, especially in the business, you know, and people really started coming up and going, hey, man, you know, this is the best show we've ever seen, blah, blah, blah. And then they just took off like a rocket between five and six. For about six months, we were like the Rolling Stones, you know. And the making of the movie, were you for that? El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, premieres on Netflix October 11th, because now if Breaking Bad broke today, there would be 50 streaming places where you could put it. And I'm sure there was bidding for a Breaking Bad movie. Uh, can you tell us, what can you tell us about this movie? Because people are very excited about it. Yeah, I'm excited. But I can't tell you anything. <laughs> <laughs> you, guys were, you guys were a betting show. I'll give you that. The over-under on me saying anything is zero. Okay. Uh, but okay. it's going to be good. Is it because, yeah. is there, a, I'm sorry, for, forgive my ignorance. Is there a veil of secrecy around everything happening with the show or with the Vince, movie? Vince Gilligan, is, Vince Gilligan is a very secret guy, man. I mean, they filmed the whole thing in, uh, in, in, in secrecy and he just doesn't like things coming out before it comes out, you know? Dan, I think you're getting nothing on the movie. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. No hunch, okay. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll remain excited. <laughs> when did you know Dean Norris with us again? Hank from Breaking Bad. Uh, when did you know you were going to be an actor? At what age? This is going to sound weird, but like at age five. What? But I grew, I grew up in Indiana, so there was no possible chance that I could really do that. But I really wanted to be an actor uh, starting age five and didn't really become one until 25. So. Well, what was that path like, and how does it go through Harvard? Yeah, well, you know, I got into Harvard uh, from, from South Bend, and neither one of my parents had even gone to college, let alone a college like Harvard. So you got to go, obviously. But when I got done, I was like, hey, man, this is what I want to do. I did a lot of theater and, and at Harvard. I said, this is what I want to do, and I'll give myself a few years to see if it works out. And luckily, uh, I got to work right away and started making some money. So I said, okay, if I can make a living doing this, I'm, I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, was there any point that you were uh, broke, struggling, or doubtful, or right away you, you were able to find success? Yeah, you know, the first six months, I was, I'd lived on a couch for like 200 bucks a, a month, you know. And not a room, I mean a couch. And had to like uh, sell a few things to to pay that rent. So, but after that, I got lethal weapon two about six months after being out uh, out in L.A. And that was uh, that was it. Didn't didn't have to do any other jobs or anything other than acting from then on. So. What's what's the project you've worked on? Because I'm looking here. It's NYPD Blue. It's X Files. West Wing. Lost. Lethal Weapon. Hard to Kill. Total Recall. It's amazing. What project made you happiest? Were you happiest to be a part of? Any, any project that pays me a paycheck, I'm happy to be part of. So I like them all. <laughs> all right. Yeah, but those are some iconic <laughs> shows, man. Obviously, Breaking Bad, man, because that changed everyone's life. That sets you at a different level. So obviously, that that that's that certainly got a, a you know an obvious special place in my heart. But I love them all, man. I love being on a set and I love cashing a check. So hey, that's how, that's me. How did it change your life, specifically yours? became where you, there were no more auditions uh people just called you and offered you jobs it, it it became it was clear that uh that you could kind of go into different projects you didn't have to 
you know, audition or wait for for things. It was just like, hey, now you're uh, kind of accepted at a, as a as a on a different level as an actor in the business. You know what I'm saying? Now I'd always been a working actor, and I loved it. And you know, compared to what my dad made, I'd make great money. You know, when you come to that kind of a show, it, it becomes a different kind of kind of level. So you're also someone who is in the beer business. Your beer is called the Schrader Brow. If you want more information on that, Schrader S C H R A D E R B-R-A-U. I'm going to have to say that again because there's no way that anyone out there was trying to spell while I was saying it. You know what? I'm not going to say it again. SchraderBrow.com is where you go if you need uh, beer from Hank from Breaking Bad. How did you get into the beer business? You know, man, I, I like doing projects. And, and uh, some people have kind of come to me before and said, hey, we're going to, you know, it, it was a kind of an iconic uh, prop from the show. Hank Schrader had his own uh, had his own beer on the show. Nobody quite kind of worked it out, and I said I can work this out. Got a, a good partner in the in the beer business, and we found a great brewery, and they were willing to to brew us a great brew. Uh, I knew that we had some stuff coming down the line in terms of the movie and things like that, so we thought it'd be a good time to launch it. And uh, it's just been a blast, man. It's been a blast figuring it out. It's been a blast uh, working on the beer, if you know what I'm saying. We had to do a lot of taste testings and things like that. Your life has been a blast. It sounds like you like <laughs> beer and money. It sounds like you're our kind of guy. Like <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's really tasty. I'm not just saying that because I make a... Cause we, 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 we went through a lot of iterations on it, you know. And I said, if, I, if I'm going to have, you know, going to be out there chatting about it, I want to make sure it's a, it's a quality beer. 6.2 ABV, by the way. So you don't need money. All right. Very good. Man. That's a good way to sell it. Let's go ahead and do some celebrity prognostics with Dean Norris. Uh-oh. And now, it is time for Celebrity Prognosticator. Let's win some money. We're starving for a good week. Just, we need a good week. Provide us with a good I week, I also okay? need to apologize to Dean because I view him as someone coming from the height of entertainment, and I always get embarrassed when that's the intro for someone <laughs> from the height of entertainment. It's so bad. El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, premieres on Netflix October 11th. Are you any good at picking football games? Do you like football? It doesn't really matter for our purpose. But just what is your level of expertise? Yeah, it's not very high, but I do love football. I grew up in South Indiana again, so, you know, Notre Dame's a religion out there. You know, the football season's always been one of my favorite seasons, although I, I, I don't know a whole bunch about it, but, I, you know, we'll give it a shot here. All right, New England at Buffalo. Buffalo, a seven-point dog at home. Who do you got? Oh, man, New England. I hate New England, dude. They only only seven points. Uh, has Buffalo played anybody worth playing yet? Really? No. They don't score very yeah. much. All right. Well, I'm not a big fan of New England, but I gotta, I gotta take, I gotta take New England, and I hope they mess up Tom Brady's hair. Okay. Uh, Washington at the New York Giants. The New York Giants a three point favorite at home. Who you got? There's another one. I don't know. Uh, was that a minor league team? What are those guys? I don't even know what those guys are. <laughs> uh, Washington. Uh, that's a coin. I take Notre Dame in that game. <laughs> that's not helpful. We need a pick from you. Just pick one. Pick right. somebody. That's a coin flip for me. Like you guys flip a coin and take. All right. That's fine. We'll do that. The lines are provided by Caesars, incidentally. Not that you care about that, Dean. I have to do that for uh, the ESPN purposes. Kansas City at Detroit. Uh, Detroit, a six-and-a-half-point dog at home. Oh, I got to go with Mahomes on that, right? Man, that dude, that dude's on. That dude's fire, man. I love watching that, too. Well, I don't care how many points they did. I'll take Mahomes on that one. Yeah. Chris, go ahead and flip a coin. Head is Washington. Tails is the New York Giants. Flip it. Here we go. Flip. Boom. Tails. 
All right, New York Giants All it right. is, minus three. Minnesota at Chicago. Chicago minus two. Who do you got? Oh, baby. You know, again, I'm from the Midwest, baby. I, you know, Chicago was my team growing up. Is Mike Dicka still coach, man? We need coaches like Mike Dicka out there. <laughs> I'll take, uh, I got to take, I got to, you know, I'll get in a lot, of, a lot of trouble if I don't take Chicago on that one. So I'm taking Chicago. Dallas at New Orleans. New Orleans, a two-and-a-half-point underdog at home. Who you got? Oh, man. Can you believe Drew Brees? Ah, killing me that Drew Brees is, uh, is out there. Well, I do a show now, and we shoot in, 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 in New Orleans, so uh, the crew would literally kill me if I didn't take New Orleans, despite Drew Brees being, uh, being out there. So i gotta take, I got to take the Saints on that. He's got a murderous crew with him. They yep. would literally kill oh, him. Man, hey, hey, that L.A. game you know, last year, the little, little missed call, I, I'm flying into work and I have my LA Dodger hat on, right? And I'm I get to the airport and people are like, I mean, I was going to get my butt kicked, you know. So I immediately took it off and bought a Saints hat. I was like, Hey, I'm with you guys. Daddy play. Those guys they take their football real serious there in New Orleans. Uh, Dean, thank you. Hopefully, we'll talk to you again next week. All right, guys. Thanks. The dolphins are bad. They make us feel really sad. So we read funny stats to make us laugh. That's right. They're bad. How bad? They've only scored 16 points a season as we covered yesterday. Ten teams have scored 16 points in one quarter (laughs) this season. Make sure to play that imaging the next time we have a big Hollywood star on the line who, like, has been at the height of entertainment. You guys make sure to play that when we've got a really famous actor or something on the line. So it makes me uncomfortable every time because when we play that, it is such a crappy intro, Celebrity Prognosticator, and this one is now wonderful because of how crappy it is. Well, the Dolphins are bad, so I wanted to make bad imaging to go with that. You didn't seem to care when the Naked Cowboy was on. Uh, Yeah, I don't don't afford him quite the same respect. I was happy to see him lose, I've got to be honest. (laughs) Ah, that Dolphin stat of the day gets me going every time. Stephen A. Smith, he gets going afternoons right here on 560 Joe from 1 to 3, and nothing gets him more fired up than when his listeners call in. He'll be doing that next, plus got some Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers on the way. It's the best of the Joe Show. You are locked into the Best of the Joe Show, where we run back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. I am Dan Day, wishing a very happy birthday to Louisiana, Lil Wayne, 37 years young. He and I are around the same age, and both from New Orleans. That is where the similarities stop. He is a rapper, one of the original Hot Boys. He's made millions of dollars. He's hugely successful, very cool. And then you have me. Yeah, happy birthday, Lil Wayne. He's my Wody. That's what we call each other in New Orleans. Where you at, Lil Wayne? Living it up for life. Stephen A. Smith, he's my guy. He preaches right here on 560 The Joe weekdays from 1 to 3. Earlier today, he was making a claim that sucky teams should not be allowed to play on Monday Night Football, plus taking phone calls from the listeners. Tennessee's visiting Atlanta. I'll give y'all my predictions, you know, last couple of minutes of the show. But Tennessee plays Atlanta, Cleveland at Baltimore, New England at Buffalo, Kansas City at Detroit, Carolina at Houston, Oakland at Indianapolis, the Clippers, I'm sorry, the Clippers, the Chargers at Miami, the Washington Redskins at the New York Giants. 
That's eight one o'clock games right there. That all, most of them good. Seattle, Arizona at four o'clock. Tampa Bay at the Rams. Minnesota at Chicago. That's a big four o'clock game. Jacksonville at Denver. Dallas at New Orleans. Obviously Sunday night football game of the week. And then you got the Cincinnati Bengals and Pittsburgh Steelers. Listen, I don't want to be too critical because I'm not really talking about these two teams here. But this flex schedule thing that kicks in, I mean, damn, it's just 24 hours. I don't want, I don't think two 0 and 3 teams deserve to be on Monday Night Football. That's just me. That's just me. I don't think two 0 and 3 teams. I mean, combined, you're 0 and 6. You're both winless, but you're on the premier game of the week, like Monday Night Football. Even though some would say Sunday night. I, I don't know. Let's go to the phones. Let's go, um, Nick, you're live with Stephen A. What's up? Hey, Stephen A. Hey, uh, First time caller, long time listener. Thank you. Uh, heard you heard you talking about the Packers game last night. Obviously, a tough loss. And with the Packers' recent like tough loss and the Bears' struggles with Trubisky at QB and the Lions leading the division, I was uh, very interested to know who you think is going to come out on top in the NFC North. Come on top in the NFC North. That's tricky. Here's why: Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers, and keep in mind that Green Bay already beat Chicago and Minnesota to start off the season. And Aaron Rodgers is Aaron freaking Rodgers. I'm going to say it for you one more time, because some of you don't get it. He's a bad man, period. I don't give a damn how Patrick Mahomes looks. And I like Patrick Mahomes. And he's probably the best right now, no question. But just because he's great doesn't take away from the greatness of Aaron Rodgers. And if Green Bay gives you any kind of defense, which they showed could be exposed last night because he can't stop the run, then that's different. But I would tell you this. It's very difficult to predict who's going to win the North. I'm going to have to go with Chicago because Trubisky is no scrub. The crime with Trubisky is that every time you see him, you think about Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes, two quarterbacks that Chicago bypass to move up in the damn draft to get Trubisky. You're wondering who the who the hell is this? Who's the who's the scout that convinced the Chicago Bears pacing those boys to take Mitchell Trubisky number two? Who is it? I want names. Who is this person? Because that person, let me, could you imagine y'all? I just want, I just want everybody out there to imagine. I'm the GM. Ultimately, I'm going to make the call, but clearly I'm getting input from some of you. You're my scouts. You're out there. You're at the games. You're doing your homework. You're, you're, you're research. You know, you're finding out who you want to hang out with, what your tendencies are, all of this other stuff. So it's bad enough that I got this brother that went to North Carolina. All right. Wasn't playing in Texas like Mahomes. Wasn't playing, wasn't winning national championships like, like Deshaun Watson wasn't coming. Did you know in the two games that Deshaun Watson played against Alabama for the national championship? Did you know in the two games that Deshaun Watson played against Alabama for the national championship, the man threw over for over 800 yards? Did you know that? For over 800 yards in the two games. So I see him perform against a team that could beat some NFL teams in some people's eyes at the time. And I'm the scout that convinced the GM to pass up on Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes for Mitchell Trubisky. Do you have any idea how tough it should be for that man to come into work every day? You have any idea? You have any idea? I mean, that's that's damn near the equivalent of convincing some dude to pass up on J-Lo to be with Raspusa from Norbit. You remember that comedy with, with Eddie Murphy and them? Hey, this J-Lo, Beyonce, oh, don't worry about that. Pick Raspusa. That's basically the equivalent of it. Cause that, 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 that's how a, a wide, an ocean apart Patrick Mahomes and Deshaun Watson is to Mitchell Trubisky. And that's not to knock Mitchell Trubisky. It's to highlight how great Mahomes and Deshaun Watson are. And I'm the, I'm the scout that convinced you to pass up on them 
for Mitchell Trubisky. You have any idea how difficult it, it, it probably is for that man to go? That's assuming he still has his damn job. Because I ain't going to lie to you. I'm the kind of dude, that's a fireable offense. That's a fire. This is not passing up on Michael Jordan for Hakeem the Dream Olajuwon. This is passing up on Michael Jordan for Sam Bowie. That's what this looks like. Well, maybe not quite, because Mitchell Trubisky can play, and, he, and 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 he's not he's not not that 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 Bowie couldn't play, but he was always injured. That wasn't the case with 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 Mitchell Trubisky. But you get the analogy. I'm just saying. Somebody got to say these things. So why not me, Gabe? Real quick, you're live, with Stephen A. Hey, Stephen A. Long time listener. Um, really happy to be on the show. And actually, I'm a student at Washington State, so I love seeing Gardner in the NFL. Thank you. Go ahead. And I got a question. I got a question for you about Lamar. You know. The guy's a freak athlete, but hasn't really played a defense that can contest him. What do you think happens in the long run? Uh, obviously well, 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 well listen, give weekend. credit where credit is due. Lamar Jackson, for three quarters and two minutes in an AFC divisional playoff game against the Chargers, he completed three passes for 25 yards. He was god-awful. So what did he do this year? In the offseason, he clearly worked on staying in the pocket and flinging the football because he knows running is always an option. There have been times when he could run, and he refused to do so just because he knows that's not what's going to make him a better quarterback. What's going to make him a better quarterback is standing in there in the pocket, if you can, and positioning yourself to fling that football to somebody downfield. That's going to preserve him. That's going to preserve his career. Give credit where credit is due. So I look at Lamar Jackson and his willingness to do that, and I say that's a huge plus on his part because that's not a skill set people are inclined to develop. Michael Vick didn't do it until later on in his career. Donovan McNabb picked it up quicker than later, but there was a time when he had a problem with that. Randall Cunningham had a problem with that. That's not what Lamar Jackson is doing. He's only 22. And so when I look at it from that perspective, I say sky's the limit because you're willing to learn. And you're willing to learn and you've proven that you will learn from your your experiences, even the bad ones. And I like that. I respect it. And I appreciate it. So I'm all good with it. Plain and simple. Appreciate the call. Thank you so much. And get back in class. That's why I hung up on you. Get the hell back in class. I love the fact that you're listening to my radio show. I thank you for that. But damn it, you're calling me at 11 for, at 142 East Coast time, which means it's 1142 West Coast time out there in Washington State, which means you're behind and supposed to be in class. Now, Stevie A loves the kids. You know that. But I love you in school. I appreciate you listening to me. But get your behind back in class. Mitchell, you're live with Stephen A. Talk to me. Man, it's been how you been, man? It, uh, it's been since you're tenured on Mad Dog that I've had to call up and roast you. How you doing, man? How's everything? Man, I've been hanging in there. Listen, Stephen A., I don't understand with this 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 Patrick Mahomes contract that's coming up. Schefter's retreat or uh, reporting that he's going to get over a $200 million contract and Dax over there with his eyes getting big. But what I fail to see is how Patrick Mahomes is doing this with his number one receiver on the bench with a broken offensive line, a third string running back, and he's still putting up 400 yards a game like it's nothing. Well, first of all, first of all, stop. Tyreek Hill is something special, but he's not been there. We know this. Sammy Watkins is no scrub. Demarcus Robinson is no scrub. Travis Kelsey is the best tight end in football. Watkins was irrelevant until he got into the. No, 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 no. He wasn't. No, he was not. He was hurt, and Tyreek. He was hurt, and Tyreek Hill and those boys were doing their thing. And on top of it all, he was mired in Buffalo at one point without a quarterback. But all right, so. So with that withstanding, you're telling me that Dak Prescott with with the one of the best running backs in the league with a stud wide receiver with the defense. Yo, man, yo, tell me, tell me, tell me, tell me. What's the name of the show? Tell me what the name of the show is. Then get to your damn point. I'm trying Don't to give me a soliloquy. Ask the question. You think you got five minutes? No way. 
that Dak Prescott deserves to be paid even closely the amount of money. I don't think he will be. I don't think he will be. I don't think that, I don't think anybody is saying that, A, and I don't think he will be, B. Have a nice weekend. Goodbye. Let's go to Albert. You're live with Stephen A. Go ahead, Albert, real quick. What's going on, Stephen A., man? I got these overhyped Cowboy fans all on my face every day. All right, man. Hello, you, only man. Got th- you only got 30 seconds. Yeah. Go ahead. So they always – okay, so they want to talk about Dak Prescott, Jason Witten. Come on, man. Jason Witten. They had Tony Romo, Des Bryant, DeMarcus Ware. They had them boys, and they were always talking about they're going to go to the Super Bowl and this, that, whatever. But you know what? They're not going to do nothing because those Cowboys from back in the day would have beat these Cowboys from now. So I don't want to hear none of that with Dak Prescott and man, no, they're 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 no good. They're garbage, trash. Got it. I appreciate it. They're garbage. They're trash. But they're undefeated. About to go against New Orleans Sunday night. So in other words, you called me up to express emotionally your frustration. That's why you stood on hold to tell me that a team who obviously isn't trash is trash just because that's how you feel emotionally. Who are you gonna call next, Dabby? Good lord. I like Stephen A. Smith because he supports students going to class. I had perfect attendance, junior high, high school. I didn't miss much college inside and outside the classroom. You know who takes you to school, though, weekdays from 3 to 6 right here on 560 The Joe? Hawkman and Crowder. We have a new tradition on Fridays. We play back the Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers. It's basically the week that was of the show. It is must-listen to radio, podcasting. It's just a must-listen. So we must listen. Here are... The Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers. Hawkman, 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 Hawkman. Crowder crowd pleasers. I'm 49. I'm going to be 50 in November. Uh, I'm balding. I, I'm uh, very out of shape. I, I ate a big bucket load of chili for lunch yesterday. Um, and I've never played football in my life. Could you turn yeah. me into a fullback? There's a highlight. But we're going to broadcast it to the wall. I think my original celebrity crush, DJ Tanner. Who? Mm-hmm. Pluto was a planet, and it's no longer a planet. It's kind of a planet. I don't know. I'm still trying to figure out anything about Uranus. Highlight. I dated a girl in college from Cincinnati, and she was big in the skyline, chili, and now she's just big. Now that's I'm pleased. Hawkman highlights, Crowder crowd pleasers. If you can't get enough of that, like myself, all you have to do is download the podcast. It's real simple. You can go to WQAM.com, the radio.com app, or wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free. And that not only goes for Hawkman highlights and Crowder crowd pleasers, but for this show or any show that you hear on this radio station. Rex Ryan, he recently took on Baker Mayfield. This is what he had to say. I don't get it. I'd love to be an offensive coordinator here. If I, I have Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, and, and this Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I know he's overrated as hell. But Whoa! I'm like this. Here's the, the other uh, what, what thing in this team, though, is you have no tackles. Yeah. And so are we going to make an adjustment or are you just going to let them get beat one-on-one all day long? Can I briefly go back to overrated as hell, if I may hear you? Yeah. Baker Mayfield is overrated. Absolutely. Look. 
I bought into the dang hype. Right. You know, I'm like, oh, yeah. But, you know, not to the point where everybody's saying he's going to be the league MVP. What are, what? You, what are you seeing that he's not doing right now? What's he doing wrong? You know, what's he doing right, Greeny? Because I'm going to look at this. Here's a guy right now that is a one-read guy, and then he's going to improvise. He's got to realize you are one of the slowest guys on that field when you take off with it. Okay? The other thing, the ball's not coming out in in rhythm. You're staring down guys, and you're not that accurate down the field. Dan, will you tell him Aaron O'Donnell is on the other side of the line? Yeah, no. Why isn't the ball coming out quick? When they had to hold the ball, I, I never saw it. So, Baker Mayfield responded to Rex Ryan. It's whatever. In the wise words of Freddie Kitchens, if you don't wear orange and brown, you don't matter. And Rex Ryan doesn't have any colors right now for a reason, so it's okay. Ooh, that's got a smart right there. I do like that response, though. You know, I like Baker Mayfield. I think he's a pretty cool guy. Will he be a Hall of Famer football player? We're just going to have to wait and see. Hall of Fame of hair. My toupee, it's kind of wild and crazy. You can check it out. Just go to my Twitter page, at Dan Day Radio. Of course, Oklahoma State coach Mike Gundy, he's got some crazy hair. Recently made some comments about that. Coach, I know you were joking around uh, Saturday night. I was there about what you think of social media. But was there any truth to those reports that uh, Boone Pickens kind of was joking around and left you a gift card for a haircut? Joking with you, that's all. Don't hurt the real journalism world. It's jackasses like you that cause problems, okay? They shouldn't even let you call in. Do you want to talk football? We'll talk football. If you want to be um, out there and talk idiotic social media, then you need to go do something with a college kid. Okay, thank you. You bet. I'm going to take Mike Gundy's advice and stick to sports right now and not try to be a funny guy or hurt journalism any more than I already have. Earlier today... The Miami Heat officially introduced Jimmy Butler as one of their team members. He had a lot of things to talk about, especially the old Chicago versus Miami rivalry. You know, back in my Chicago days, it was Chicago versus Miami. It was always you had to go through Miami. I'd like to make that happen again. He's ready to make it happen, although he kind of has some hate for the Heat, even though he's on the team right now. Uh, We hated you guys. We definitely did. That's how I want it to be whenever I'm here. I want I want other teams to hate us. You don't want to play Miami. You know it's not going to be easy. It's going to be a dogfight. And that's what it was whenever I was back in Chicago when that quote happened. But now you know. Uh, you never know where you're going to end up at the end of the day. Glad to have him on our side now because you know he's going to work his you-know-what off. He explained that. I love my job. I love the game. I love to work. I'm at it every single day at hours, at times when people don't want to do it. So I think, like, why doesn't everybody do what I do? To this day, I just don't understand it. I really don't. Will I ever understand it? Probably not. Will I overreact? Probably so. Yeah, Biscayne Buckets making it known he is going to work hard here in Miami, and we are going to reap all the benefits. Of course, Jimmy Butler has been compared to a lot of other great players, including big number three. Here's what he had to say about that. I don't compare myself to Mike, D-Wade, none of those guys. I'm not them. We have a lot of things in common, but I can't be those guys. I am who I am, but they, they help me in so many different ways. Like uh, D-Wade helps me to, to concentrate on the work, on basketball, but he's also like a friend, a brother, and we talk about so much more than just basketball. You know, all I want to do is continue to, to pick up where he left off, keep this culture going in the right direction, fighting, competing, he loved the work. He still loves the work now. But as far as comparing, nah, I try to stay away from that. 
NBA, it is one of my favorites. I've got my Pelicans from my original hometown in New Orleans out in the West. I've got my Heat from my now hometown here in Miami in the East. Hopefully they will meet up in the finals. I'm going to be watching and listening to them all the way through the season. Diehard fan and Jimmy Biscayne Buckets, Butler, has me even more excited. Let's not get too far ahead of ourselves. October 23rd, the first game for the Heat, by the way, against Memphis here in Miami. We've got a football game right around the corner. Dolphins, Chargers. Coach Flores recently spoke with the media on how they're kind of looking at today and not towards the future. It's the same message I give to the players every day. Let's focus on today. Let's not worry about, you know, what round you're in. You're in. Um, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. What matters is the work you put in on a day-to-day basis, whether or not you are uh, doing the things necessary to become the best player you can be. Um, and worrying about what round you're in, I don't know if that necessarily helps you. Uh, uh, conversely, worrying about not being drafted or, or you know, going getting drafted late or getting you know whatever the circumstances that you end up on the team, worrying about that doesn't help you on the field. Uh, maybe it gives you a little bit of moment, uh, motivation, uh, but to me, you need to be. If you're not motivated to play in this league, if maybe that gives you a little extra, but most guys are motivated to play. Um, and compete and get better, and uh, I see that on this team. You know, I see that you know from Kim Dichi, from Taco, from really everyone. It doesn't matter first round, second round, undrafted. You know, Canadian CFL. You know, it doesn't matter. Uh, so and that's what I'm looking for. Uh, that's that's. I think those are the kind of guys we have on this team, and uh, I think those are the guys who develop. And remember, you can listen to all the Dolphins game this season right here on 560 The Joe. You can listen to all the shows on demand by podcasting. Where do you get them? WQAM.com. You can also go wherever you get your podcast for absolutely free or download the radio.com app. We'll be back Monday with the best of the Joe show, running back some of the best audio that you've heard on this radio station over the past 24 hours. Follow me at Dan Day Radio. And follow me into the weekend. Those beers, they're coming. Best of the Joe Show. Later, slug. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.